What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You're listening to the Off the Bench podcast on 104.5 ESPN. For more, follow us on Twitter at OTB underscore ESPN or on YouTube. Good morning, everybody. It is 7 a.m. on Monday, August 28th, game week for LSU football. Today in Baton Rouge, expect cloudy skies with a high of 96. Coming up on OTB, we have a new edition of Weekend Winners at 8 a.m. Caroline Fenton joins the show at 8.30, and we talk to Hold the Mayo at 9.15. You can follow today's show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at OTB underscore ESPN, or catch us on YouTube at the 104.5 ESPN channel, and subscribe for daily content. Hour number one of Off the Bench, live from the Mercedes-Benz of Baton Rouge studio, starts now. All-Star Toyota presents Off the Bench with Jacob Hester and T-Bob Hebert. Yeah, 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 yeah! Off the Bench with Hester and T-Bob. All-Star Toyota presents Off the Bench with Hester and T-Bob. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome in, OTB, Monday, August 28, 2023, which means but one thing, uh, football's finally back, the NFL preseason is done, week zero of college football in the book, week one around the corner, uh, there is a ton to get to on today's show, I hope everyone had an excellent weekend, I hope everyone's ready to lock in for the next six months, because uh, it's that time. It's that time. What's going on, boys? How are we feeling today? Uh, feeling good. Vanderbilt, one win towards their over three and a half win total. Hell we are yeah. trending in the right direction. Hell dude. yeah. Uh, Mari, what's up, dude? How you feel, man? How was calling the game yesterday? Uh, it was a lot of fun, man. I sat on the broadcast. I didn't think I'd get to call a Jimmy Graham touchdown in 2023, but yep. here we are. Here vibes, we are. Is that your good. first ever? Yes. Oh, nice. I bet that was pretty cool. It was. It was cool. If you're not watching YouTube.com, uh, 1045 ESPN, I had the old Jimmy Graham authentic on, okay? Because I don't know, you know, is this the last time you're able to? Maybe so, maybe not. Either way, shout out Jimmy Graham. We'll talk. Saints preseason. Uh, Taylor, what's up? You went to the game. How was it? Yeah, we had a good time. Um, parking was absolutely terrible. But yes. other than that, like, yes, you know, lead game the week was zero fun. Monday show with parking complaints. This is how we're going to win. <laughs> you asked me how it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My response. Um, but, but y'all had a good time, though? I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah we had a good time. Fun? Okay, hell yeah, dude. That's what's up. Uh, all right, where do y'all boys want to start? Week zero college football or the Saints? 
Uh, should we should we put a bow on the Saints first since we're a local show or and, and yeah we can like we can go more meat on the college football bone we can go Saints if you want to certainly we usually wrap it up in hour three with Mayo's Saints thoughts as well well yeah we'll circle back around with Mayo but <laughs> I'm just kind of thinking like well well we'll, we'll give our pre because I don't I don't think this goes over a segment right because it's the third preseason game yeah. like. You know, to, to, we were talking before the show, and he's like, you know, the O-line didn't look that good. It's like, well, yeah, but the, none of these are the O-linemen, right? Yeah. So it's 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 one of those things where you could really only focus on the individuals. And I think some stuff jumps out uh, in that regard. Uh, I, I So I only watched the first half, admittedly. I, I, I ended up checking out for the second half. But um, probably the guy that I felt like I saw make the most plays. Now, now Jimmy Graham had the two massive ones on the touchdown drive. That was awesome yeah. to see. But uh, a guy who is also kind of on the edge of making this team, Jontre Kirkland, yeah, he did. had a really Choo. impactful night. Um, I don't know how many catches he ended up with, uh, but consistently they seemed to love him in that quick screen game. He had a nice return in special teams. We all know what his host team's dog he was here uh, at LSU. Again, this is it, – it, it's weird though, right? Because like like we said, Shaq Davis, uh, we've talked about a lot, had some good moments. Uh, Jimmy Graham – had good moments. It feels like almost everybody who was on the edge anyway had some good moments. So I don't know that Kirkland makes a team, but I felt like he put out excellent tape for all 32 teams in the NFL last night. And he tore it up in the XFL as well before he got injured. I think he tore his peck. You and I were talking yeah. to him. I think, gosh, well, that no, must have been was that? No, there was a Roughnecks game. fan that Mario sent. There was a <laughs> was. Houston Roughnecks fan in all Roughnecks gear with a yes. thank you, John Trey sign. From before the game, as they were undefeated when Kirkland was playing, and then went like three and three after he tore his pack or something. He has proven that he's an NFL player. I think, regardless, yes. and, and you're right. Like I don't know if it's on this team because this team's incredibly deep now. I think he's certainly made a case for the New Orleans Saints, but he is an NFL player. He has shown that, and he had another big night last night. And we know he will do anything to make the team. Whatever you yep. ask that guy to do, he's going to do it. He had the great speech after the Texas Bowl. Uh, when he was having to play quarterback for LSU. And so, yeah, I hope he makes a team. I hope he makes this team because, I mean, he's right there from the River Parish. It would be a great story for him to come back home. He's you know dealt with a couple things in his personal life. He lost his father. And so, like, this would be a great moment for him and his family. Uh, I agree. I agree. I don't – I mean, let's let's math, math it out here. Ooh, we're mathing it. Well, Dennis said like 45 oh. spots were already cemented going into the game. So it's eight he put a number on it. Grabs. He did put a number on it, which I was interesting. I have never heard that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, okay, just look at the wide receiver, right? Uh, you're definitely keeping Mike Thomas, Alave, Rashid Shahid. Uh, you're definitely keeping A.T. Perry, right? Yeah, I think so. draft pick. You drafted him, man. He's played well, yeah. Um. You know, he's Is Traquan out? He, he, I used to think it was a short thing. Definitely not a short thing anymore. No. I mean, no. I mean, he's missed too much. It's not like he's been a game changer. There's some things he does well. Like, I'll back Mario up on that, but you haven't seen him. I mean, yeah, you haven't seen him at all. You, so you can't count on him right now. Because, like, Shaq Davis has practiced really well. We know we really like him. Uh, obviously, John Trey has really made a name for himself last night, especially, but has been playing well. Am I missing any other receivers? Okay, Lynn Boat. Oh, yeah, it kind of feels like he's maybe getting left out and then of this count. Keith Kirkwood is. And then Kirkwood's still but, out there. But as you know, like they'll take a look at it and, you know, you'll see, okay, well, Keith Kirkwood, he caught a pass from Derek Carr in the early preseason. 
yeah, but that's not going to just making the team. And then you have to get into, okay, which one do you want running down on kickoff or as a gunner on punt? Do you want yeah. Keith Kirkwood or do you want John Trey Kirkland? So that, like, those are the conversations that you have. And John Trey has shown he can uh, have some returner ability as well. Yeah. Um, It'll be close. Huh. There's a lot to decide there. And then, I mean, you look at the tight end group, Jimmy Graham putting his best foot forward. Mm-hmm. I, I thought the I thought the back shoulder was going to be enough. Uh, but then, in continuation with making me feel like I'm in college again, Graham straight up hits the basketball box out. Did y'all know that Jimmy Graham used to play basketball? <laughs> you could see, heard that you before, could yeah. see those skills what? translating directly no to the field there <laughs> as he looked like, you know, a uh, guy on the low post blocking out, easy tud, snagging the ball, just feeling significantly bigger than the DB. I mean, just big boy him. Uh, but then what do you do at tight end, right? Because we still think that Foster Morrow is uh, obviously making the team. Uh, Juwan Johnson's your, your, your one in terms of receiving capability. Taysom remains that weird kind of hybrid. And, um, and then even, I mean, Lucas Kroll probably... But I felt like he played yeah. well yesterday, too. He did, yeah. I'm looking at the box score. Seven receptions, 106 yards yesterday oh, from well, Lucas Kroll. To, well, so he took over. Well, yeah, I mean, so half. like as good as Jimmy Graham was yesterday, Kroll probably had a better game. I mean, Jake Hayner locked in on Kroll, though. I mean, he was like, I'm not throwing anybody else in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and it bunch. cost him a couple of interceptions. He did have a bunch of drops, though. Not to hate yeah, on Kroll. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Did he have any last night? I remember yeah. two games ago, he had the seam from uh, James Ooh. and everything. He's been doing a good job getting himself open this preseason. And last night, he had a nice game. But yeah, not the, not the best hands on Kroll. Mm. Another roster spot that, and we kind of talked about it, if it was bold, if Jake Hayner would have gone out and just balled out, and maybe if Jameis would have struggled. Maybe there would have been a situation there, but Jake Hayner throws a couple of interceptions. Jameis actually played really well, and so now I think you keep three quarterbacks because I still think they like yeah. enough about Jake Hayner to keep him on the active roster because if you tried to hide yeah. him, he would get claimed pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Jameis, this is definitely the last year of Jameis. Like, everybody knows that. Yeah. Like, it's it's not – it was surprising that it made another year, but this is the last one. I, I, I will say this. You know, I, I finally have closed – my book on my boy Jebu. I still love him, still love JMO, but um, I, I really thought he was going to be Breeze 2.0. I thought we were going to see the same career regeneration that we saw from Drew Breeze. They like there were so many parallels, and they made their switches from their teams. And I thought the just the chaotic nature of where he was to the stability that he was entering. Now, granted, didn't end up as stable as Sean Payton pieced out after year, but still. I really thought that we were going to see a similar story take place, and um, obviously it did not, and it never will. But that's okay. That's okay. He uh, and he'll still play in the NFL for a very long time. True. If you want. True. To. True. Uh, other things to highlight from last night: Isaiah Foskey with a sack. <laughs> we found How him. How about it, dude? <laughs> we Let's found go. him. Hey, look, I know we can be mean about it, but you know, uh, he did it, and that's good. Like, if you know, that's just. It's kind of like um, how we're going to talk about Notre Dame a little bit is, uh, you know, you can only do what you can with the opportunity you're given, and they maximize. I'm not going to say Foskey maximize it, but he finally showed up. Um, I thought Brian Brzee had a really good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he forced the pressure into the Malcolm Roach sack, forced fumble. He missed that other sack he should have had. Um, but after looking a little uh, like they were getting a little pushed around early on, Brzee seemed to come into his own as the game went on. I think you have six defensive linemen right now that you feel really good about. 
you've got four defensive tackles and you've got two ends, two edge guys, and you're waiting for another edge, and you're waiting for Foskey, young player, good sign yeah. that we we saw him because we're not trying to be funny. Every Saints reporter that we talked to is like, hey, like I couldn't tell you, like I just he hadn't flashed yet. Okay, so it's good to see him have a moment like that, and then Peyton Turner. I mean, that's the guy that we have yeah. talked about probably more than any player on the Saints roster outside of Derek Carr here leading up to the season. So you have really good – I mean, he, he did. He had he showed up, and we, you just need him to continue to try to stay healthy yep. and to compen, uh, continue to be an impact player. He's not going to be a starter. It's going to be Granderson and Jordan, but when he comes in, just like Brian Brzee, what can you give us in that spur to plays that you're going to be in there? Yep. Because – like, Brzee's a luxury right now because you signed two veteran players that look like they're working out right now. Mm-hmm. And then when Brzee's in there, we said it the other day, I think it was last week, hey, 20, 25 plays and just go, yeah, bat, go like, out. bat out of hell just the entire time, hair on fire. And then Malcolm Roach continues to make plays. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, I he, mean, for... so you have six defensive linemen I think you feel really good about. <laughs> You're waiting for two more to step up. Yeah, um, Jalen Smith. Played well again, uh, so you continue to feel good about the depth there. Um, Alante Taylor had a – dude, that pass breakup on the C.J. Stroud dime on the first uh, drive, that was as clinic tape as you will see as Taylor doesn't even look back at the ball but perfectly uses the physical context clues of the receiver to punch his hand in there right as the ball is dropping in. I mean, pitch perfect. Pass breakup by Alante Taylor. She did travel pretty good. He got I named thought. the starter. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was already, but he got officially named the starter. So you're gonna have some man. You have some young quarterbacks in the league this year, and the Saints play them all. Yeah, that's true. They do play them all. Um, so uh, look, it was it was a night where. It was a night where, uh, like we said, most of the rosters already said, and we talked about it on Friday, kind of felt like the preseason in many ways was done. Where where the night gets interesting to me is it felt like almost everybody who needed to have a big game or who was trying to make this team actually did. So they have some very tough decisions for the New Orleans Saints today. And so I'll be uh, very interested to see how exactly this final 53 shakes out. Uh, here, I'll leave you with this because we're going to move on to Week Zero College Football Talk next. Here is my favorite stat of the night, and it is uh, the NFC South quarterback statistical comparison. Did y'all see this graphic? Uh, no, if you were at the game, you did not, because uh, it's on the broadcast. Um, they compared Derek Carr to the combined statistical output of the other three amigos in the South, Baker Mayfield, Desmond Ritter, and... Uh, Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Uh, obviously, no search Young, but... Derek Carr, okay, for starts, 142 career starts to Derek Carr to 73 for that of the Amigos. Pass yards, 35,000 for Derek Carr to uh, 17,000 for the Amigos. Pass touchdowns, 217 for Derek Carr to 104 for the other three. And I don't say this uh, to, to, I mean, I, you could be like, well, yeah, Bryce Young's never played in Desmond Rizzo. I understand this. I'm not saying this to say those players are bad. I'm saying this to once again double down and reinforce just how big of an advantage the New Orleans Saints have here. And so when you hear expectations like should be NFC South champions, maybe fight to win 11 games, that is why you have a distinct advantage at the most important position in all of football, okay? 
you have to take advantage of it. If Dennis Allen cannot, then that's it. Well, then and, that's it. and Pete yeah. Carmichael cannot, then that's it. That's it. And regardless of what you think of Carr, like experience alone, because if you look at these numbers, they're almost all Baker Mayfield's numbers. Yeah, I know. That's that is that's that's the kind of funny. Yes, that's the that's a little bit of the um, the kind of mucking up the sauce here a little bit. But yes, it is all Baker because smoke and mirrors. Desmond it's okay, and Bryce haven't played. Hey, but that's the point. The graphic is, that is the graphic. Okay. That's the point though that they that's haven't right. played. And the point is, the guy who has played at Baker Mayfield does not have nearly no. the amount of success that uh, Derek Carr does. Though Baker is becoming the fifth quarterback ever tied to the record to start for his third different team on day one for the third season in a row. So so a bit of always the bride, or what is it, always the bridesmaid, never the bride for Baker ever since he's gotten out of his original Original. Okay, so he goes Browns, Panthers, and then now Bucks. Yeah. And he played for the Rams as well. But but nobody's yeah. ever started. So five different quarterbacks now. He's a fifth. I've done it three years, or nobody's ever done it four. Yeah. So ideally, Baker needs to figure a way out of Tampa and mm. become another starting quarterback next year and set yeah. the record. But we'll see. If he's out of Tampa, he's not starting anywhere. Well, and that's what happened to the previous ones as yeah. well, right? So yeah. we'll 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 see if yeah. yeah. Uh, next year, we'll revisit this. <laughs> no, we won't. Um, Mark, did you want to say something? I thought, I thought maybe, okay. Not yeah. really. Glad preseason is over. I agree with you all. It was good to see the rookie defensive lineman make an impact. Hopefully, they carry that momentum into the season. All right, when we get back here, let's talk a little week zero overreactions. We have many here on Off the Bench. Off the Bench with Hester and T-Bob. ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, and 1130 The Tiger. Get Gordon and get it done. Uh, so Makai Wingo, we'll talk about it later, Joe. Makai Wingo, the All-American, getting number 18. Uh, also, Makai Wingo getting number 888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888888
little just a tip with CFB this weekend, and uh, it was quite enjoyable, if you ask me. Um, the the biggest takeaways: one potential contender looked better than ever, and one potential contender looked like you know, like the old Led Zeppelin song. Uh, the song remains the same. Um, I guess, uh, you know, where this show should start is where the team that we've talked about, we haven't talked a lot of Notre Dame there, so we'll get to Notre Dame, but we have Bandy. talked a lot of USC ah, yeah. on this show. <laughs> and the, uh, oh man, well, I had the Bill Plasky headline written down, but did I not put it in there? I don't think the actual headline's in there, damn uh, but the Bill Blasky headline. No, you have the, it. Where, where is it? Oh, no, no, that's what I'm saying. I don't actually. His headline <laughs> was not USC still sucks. Huh. That was my headline. Bill Plasky had a headline uh, about there's no defense for the defense. Yeah, I, I've, 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 I've uh, bungled all of If he this. had USC still sucks. <laughs> Either way, the LA Times said it best, right? Basically, yeah. the entire Plasky article is just an exasperated sigh of frustration. Talking about how this should have been the moment where you come out here, you kind of announce your presence to the world. It's a nice little warm-up against San yeah. Jose. The offense comes out and rolls, and uh, Caleb Williams on his, on his you know, the Heisman uh, follow-up campaign just looks unbeatable, and the defense and Alex Grinch looks changed, and all of a sudden, USC should be talking about the same way that we're going to talk about Notre Dame today, and yet instead, again, it's basically just one giant exasperated sigh as the defense did not look improved at all, looked as bad as ever. Uh, nearly 400 total yards given up, a 72 touchdown drive, yard touchdown drive yeah. in the first quarter, 75 in the third, and four play, 85 yard touchdown drive in the game. They didn't look big up front. You know, they didn't look that much different. Just, um, if it, and, and the stadium felt it. The stadium felt silent and angry and, and, and sullen. Uh, just a, it's weird that you could win as much as you did by the final score, but but really a not a great day for the Trojans. No, and yeah, look, Caleb Williams did Caleb Williams things. He threw for 278 and four touchdowns. We knew that could happen. We knew that was probably going to happen. But when you look at what San Jose State did, I mean, their quarterback was efficient. Three touchdowns, no interceptions. And really, to me, it's more the rushing total. San Jose State ran 27 times for 198 7.3 yards a carry, T-Bob. And I, I swear to God, if somebody's like, oh, but one of those you know, 57-yard runs makes up a lot of that, I'm like, okay, do you want him to fall down after 20 yards? Do you yeah. want him to fall down after 30 yards? No, they gave up a 57-yard run, so that counts in the count, okay? So, and look, he had six for 108, their leading rusher. Their second leading rusher had 10 for 52. That's 5.2 yards a carry. And you can even go to the defense, and it's like, well, okay, what about the guys they brought in? You know, maybe they didn't make enough plays. Well, actually, they kind of did. Like Mason Cobb, he had six tackles, two tackles for loss. Anthony Lucas had his first two tackles for loss in the history of his college there football career. Right. Bear Alexander had half a sack, okay? So those guys made plays, but like I told you all offseason, doesn't really matter. It wasn't enough. It wasn't the things that were going to help you because you still had Alex yeah, Grinch calling – the defense, yeah. and that, that's a problem. Yeah. And you also, like, you had players that... What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? 
At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Their high school ratings were the best thing about them to this point, and they made plays, so good on them, but... It's just not enough. You didn't make the wholesale changes that you had to make. You brought in three or four guys, and then you still had the same guy, and Alex Grinch calling plays. And so if I'm a USC fan, and not that San Jose State is awful, but they shouldn't be running for 200 yards on you. No, and they're actually not, not the, that good. They're okay. They yeah, were like, I, think they were, okay. I think they won seven games yeah, last year. Yeah, we looked year, it up. They were seven and five. They're all right. But USC is supposed the ease to be a they, potential title the, contender. Yes, and with the ease that San Jose State ran the football would give me worse. It's like, I would say, I mean, Navy's better than San Jose State, no? Maybe close? Splitting hairs, yeah. Yeah, I mean. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how good Notre Dame is yet, but Navy did not look good the other day. Uh, you, well, I know what you're trying to say, though. It's like, if those two teams played, it wouldn't be one way or the other. It would probably be, you know, in, in Notre Dame. The point is, one team showed you how to handle a subpar opponent, and the other did not. Uh, and so it's not crapping on San Diego State, or excuse me, it's not crapping on San Jose State to say that USC should have been much right. more successful against them. Um, yeah, and 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 it's it's weird because when the transfers do make plays, well, then it has to. I mean, then then immediately the focus goes to Alex Grinch. Yeah, because if they didn't make the plays, you'd be like, oh, wait, they're they're fine in their way. Yeah. they'll be okay. It's like, uh, uh-uh. no, sir, we know where to look. I'd have made Alex Grinch get a taxi home. I would have Lane Kiffin and fired him right there on the field and just gotten a new D coordinator week one. Uh, It was kind of funny. So this comes from the LA Times piece by Plasky. Um, Afterwards, Coach Lincoln Riley, surely weary of defending his pal Grinch, displayed equal parts resignation and frustration that this once again is an issue. I asked him if he was already concerned about the defense. He sighed. Quote, here we go. Everybody's going to write the narrative after the first game, he said. Listen, it's going to be a climb. It's going to be a climb. Here's my problem with that quote. Um, going to be a climb. It's not a narrative. Like, <laughs> nobody's, it's not a movie script. Nobody's making this up out of thin air. Bill Plasky didn't write the script for USC's defense to continue to suck. Like, it's not a narrative. Nobody, you control the narrative. It, we talk about it all the time. Football is one of the last remaining meritocracies on planet Earth where you get what you deserve based on your results. Like, if the defense is good, then nobody can say anything. But when the entire focus is making the defense better the entire offseason, you come out and you look awful. And just When you look exactly the same and then answer the exact same questions in the exact same ways after the game, that's not narr- that, that, though your actions are creating that narrative. Nobody else is, so don't get mad at the media get exasperated like understand that you are getting exactly what you deserve what the product you're putting out there deserves when you have a product like t's talking about that is so close to being elite and great and you have one deficiency and then you have seven eight months to fix that deficiency and now in college football you can do that you no longer have to hope a freshman comes in and you know is a harold perkins and can save your defense you don't have to like go to junior college and hope that the guy that was in junior college for whatever reason comes in because he's an older guy and he fixes your defense. You know, you can go get Bear Alexander and have him in an apartment that T Bob and I put our money together. We'd have a hard time paying the rent on. Yeah, you see that thing? Yeah, no, I don't. My think gosh. Okay, so my point is, 
when you have the time, when you have eight months, and with the rules the way they are, and you're at USC, you have the resources to fix it and to fix it fast. And so if you don't want questions like that, and you are so close to being great and elite, and you still, it's malpractice, and you didn't fix the things, and a lot of times it's because of your boy, you're loyal to a fault, then you're going to get those questions. It's on you. It's on no one else. You had that opportunity. Now, you have time. You've got Nevada. You've got Stanford with a new coach, and I think Troy Taylor's a really good coach. I I don't know what that's going to look like, but you have a new coach in Stanford who is a bad football team. You've got Arizona State who has a starting freshman quarterback, although... Who knows what that's going to be? He's got a quarterback whisper as his head coach, but still, you're going to have every opportunity in that game. Then you've got Colorado on the road. We don't know what that's going to look like. You have opportunities to fix it, but after what we saw on Saturday against San Jose State, running the ball for over seven yards a carry, I don't think that's going to get fixed. Uh, it's, uh, I feel like an a-hole, but um, at least one thing – that is making me feel better is uh, feeling really good about my Huskies now. Okay. <laughs> Everybody else in the Pac-12, if you're one of the Oregon boys, if you're a Washington boy, maybe even a Utah uh, fella, you've got to feel uh, better after week one as the improvement of the USC defense was uh, just like Hollywood, all smoke and mirrors. Okay. Uh, fake at the end of the day. We, um, on Friday, we went across, and I'd actually love to go across this room and kind of do the same thing. We had to pick who was going to make every conference championship game and then who was going to win that game. And Bobby and I both went Washington. But I went Washington versus Utah. He went Washington versus Oregon. And we had, of course, USC people tweeting the show mad, angry. You didn't show me anything that makes me feel bad. In fact, I feel, to T-Bob's point, I feel better about choosing Washington, even better about leaving them out of the Pac-12 championship game after this point. Is it an overreaction? Maybe so. We'll see. But there was nothing that made me feel like you fixed the issues that you had. And the rest of the teams around you, they did. Uh, this is overreaction Monday, of course. That's what we're supposed to week do. Week zero. Uh, all right, when we, get, when we get back, let's talk more week zero. We'll talk about the other side, the game in Ireland that took place, uh, as well as little SEC football. Keep it locked right here. On Off the Bench. Off the Bench with Hester and T-Bob. In times of need, get a full... All-Star Toyota presents Off the Bench with Hester and T-Bob. ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, and 1130 The Tiger. Uh, Miel says, is the most improvement comes in week one and week two, or is Grinch a lost cause? Or is Lincoln Riley a lost cause in terms of facilitating good enough defense to win a championship? I am not giving them any benefit of the doubt anymore. I mean, not after that. Uh, if they want to improve between week one and week two, that's their prerogative. But no, I will not sit here. And predict that. Uh, I feel comfortable saying Grinch is a lost cause. I'm still not there with Lincoln. If he can ever figure out the right man for the defense, and now, they're Lincoln, immediately going to be yeah, good. But, Lincoln's okay. Just yeah. make the, the move that Dabo made to get Garrett Riley this offseason when Dabo was loyal to a fault. Yeah. You should have made that this last offseason, and you didn't. 
Well, isn't, isn't that kind of the thing? It's like Alex Grinch is a lost cause, but we kind of already knew that. If Lincoln doesn't get rid of Alex Grinch, then he is as well. Uh, he's I an mean, enabler. Yes. Yeah, he's, he's not... Mario's line. Yeah. He's not quite a lost cause, but yes, I, I know what you're saying. I mean, it's, it's, his, it's his biggest... I mean, it's... It would be the biggest attack angle you have on Lincoln Riley, for sure. His, his biggest yeah. weakness. Um, Again, though, if he's... I, I, I never would have thought Dabo would have made the move to bring in Garrett Riley. It just he hadn't he hadn't done no, that in a long. Yeah. It, it had been since Brent Venables came over as DC since he had made a move like that, yeah. and it looked like he was just going to try to continue to do it the same way. And I think even though they they had a really good year last year, it wasn't to the standard that they had created. And so he's like, I have to do something. And then he did the biggest something, maybe the biggest offensive coordinator hire in college football. So it it feels like that has to happen. Yeah, and they had a good year, but not the, not their their offense wasn't very good. Right, like they, they won the won league. Games, yeah, but their offense was not very good. Yeah. so uh, which again, almost exactly like USC. Right, had a very good year, but the defense is not very good. Didn't make a move. So really disappointing for week one, uh, for their week one. Um, the complete inverse of what you saw out of USC that night was what you saw out of Notre Dame. To start the game, uh, to start the season, as the Fighting Irish in Ireland looked perfect. Um, I have some Week Zero Notre Dame overreactions, and you got to tell me if you agree with them or not. Uh-huh. Uh Sam Hartman is the best Notre Dame quarterback since Joe Montana. Yeah, take that, Brady Quinn. Uh, I mean, for real though, what did Brady Quinn win? Did they even win a Sugar Bowl? No, they got their ass beat in a Sugar exactly. Bowl. Exactly. That's what I'm um, saying. Jimmy Clausen put up numbers. Uh, Jimmy Clausen put up Clawson. anything. <laughs> Shut up. Clawson, could could we Clawson say can go awful. fly a okay, kite? Could Every we say he committed out of high school in front of the College Football Hall of Fame? He got nowhere close to attaining that level of success. Could we say he's the best Notre Dame quarterback since Brady Quinn? Uh, no, I'm putting him over Brady Quinn. I mean, that's fine already. And I and I agree with you. Brady Quinn didn't okay, win anything, good. but Sam Hartman technically hasn't either. But he's going. To. That's my point. It's called. So, what you have to say, are you with me or not? Because he is the best since Joe Montana. I think he's a better quarterback than Brady Quinn, yes. Yeah, I'll give him that. Look, Sam Hartman came out here, and it's not like, okay, the stats are one thing. It's a beautifully sexy, efficient, trim stat line. 19 We get it. He's good looking, T-Bob. 251, four touchdowns, no picks. I mean, just basically a perfect game. In fact, I'd love to see if the pass rating achieved that like a high score that you can get. Uh, but but that's so Chad stat line to be sure. But that's not what jumps right. off the screen to me. It's the intangibles. It's 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 understanding that this is a man who left the slow mesh, walked into a complete new environment, complete new offense earlier this year, and then came out and looked as in command as he did on Saturday, Jake. Five touchdown drives to start the game. Yep. Five for five. Marching up and down. Again, again, I don't care about the stats as much as I care about the feel. He he was a maestro out there. He was orchestrating the entire ordeal to, to just get there a few months ago and, and to have that level of control and trust from your teammates and your coaches. That's that QB1 confidence, belief, the intangibles that separate guys from That's like what Joe Burrow had. That's how he was able to come over and immediately yep. uh, find so much success. It's, it's not to say that Harm is going to be Joe Burrow because I don't think so. But, uh, and, and, and I just love it. It looked tough. I mean, willing to stay in there, take the big hit to deliver the ball. 
Um, 31 straight games with a touchdown throw now to go back two stats, the longest active street in the FBS. Uh, Sam Hartman, best Notre Dame quarterback. Yeah, did, did he cost us a huge parlay at one time? No, the defense at Wake did. Forest? The defense did. That was Maybe not, so, that was not but, Sam. Uh, we are big fans of Sam Hartman here on the show for his play. I'm gonna I'm gonna list a couple of quarterbacks, single season passing record guys at Notre Dame, and you tell me, T Bob, yeah. if you would take him. All right, Brady Quinn. Yeah, I'll go Hartman. Jimmy Clausen. Easily Hartman. Everett Golson. Hartman. Uh Tommy Reese. Hartman. Uh Jack Cohen. Hartman. Ian Book. Hartman. Deshaun Kaiser. Hartman. Steve Berline. Uh, ooh. <laughs> Steve Berline was probably a beast in college, was he? Uh, he threw, well, I mean, at the time, he threw for 6,500 career yards. He doesn't have any, he's not in the top 10 single season, but he didn't really throw the football like that. Uh, okay, well, Hartman. Uh, Rick Meyer. Um, now, now, now we're getting into, I don't know, like names. Of he was a big, high Seattle Seahawks, <laughs> like big time uh, NFL prospect kind of guy. Ron Palace, Ron Palace, no, 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 no. Uh, Jerry Jackson. He was like 96, 97, played against LSU. No, nah, I think we're getting too deep. At this. No, That's kind of just yeah, yeah, no, no, just Sam Hartman there you is go. the answer <laughs> over all of them. Obviously, <laughs> I mean, all those guys from the Kelly era they mentioned were all right. None of them were like yeah. statistically overwhelming. God, Brady Quinn's the career leading passer at Notre Dame. By like three thousand yards. Yeah, that makes what, sense. He, what I'm pretty sure he's like a three year starter, so that makes yeah. That makes and they sense, won a lot of but, games; they were good. They put up numbers. Well, look, I will tell you what, like if you watch that Notre Dame game over the weekend, though, what I liked about Hartman, yeah, his pocket presence was great. He delivered the ball, but he opened everything up for the rest of the offense. Yeah. Aldrick Estime had himself a day at running back. He averaged five point nine a carry, had a hundred and twenty all purpose yards mm-hmm. with a touchdown. I mean, Hartman in that offense opens up that Notre Dame running game because that's always a team that kind of has lived or died by that running game. The past couple yeah. of years, they haven't had the passing attack to spread out that box, and they have it now, and Estime looked really good as no, well. they tried to force it last year. When they got good is when they finally just like, you know, we don't have a quarterback, we're just going to run it. I, I'm glad you said that because someone on Twitter asked me the question about, like, Notre Dame and their offense or USC's defense. Like, is it an overreaction to, to Notre Dame's offense or to USC's defense? And I answer back, look, if Notre Dame has to, they'll line up in 12 personnel, turn around, and they'll hand the football off, and they'll be efficient. Yeah. Because they did it last year. When they were at Syracuse, they couldn't throw the football, and they said, the hell with it. We're going to play big boy football. And then they actually went on a run, only losing to USC yeah. in that run. They beat Clemson in that run. They beat South Carolina in a bowl game. And that was the offense. Turn around, 12 personnel, hand it off. So I know they have an alternative. USC didn't have that alternative. No. So if we're overreacting, I'm going to go USC still because I know Notre Dame can play a different style. This is something we didn't know that – we so knew Sam Hartman could do it, have. but we didn't know it all worked together. And so far, it's one game. It's Navy. I get it. But still, it looked like a different offense. Again. Uh, New coordinator as well. You know, less hyperbolic. Legitimately, easily the best quarterback they've had since Brady Quinn. So in about 15 yes. years. Uh, seven, almost 20 years now, actually. Sure. Uh, all right. When we get back, let's wrap up our Week Zero overreactions here on OTB. Off the bench with Hester and T-Bob. Community Steel Co. Community Steel Co. I'm so pumped to be uh, doing commercials for Community Steel, man. I went out there and was touring the facilities in Gonzales the other day, and I was absolutely blown away. Uh, you will be as well when you see it for yourself. And and it's not just like, well, first off, you know, giant warehouses to make all your pearl and tube and everything you need. 
uh, a ton more being built as well. So really like exploding out of vibrant life and activity. Uh, but it's the people, man. It is the community of Community Steel, right? The live and local sales team that you're going to be working with to get whatever your needs are, whether you're a contractor, a roofer, you just want to put something up personally at your house. They actually have the steel buildings they sell, Jake. They have them built out there, almost like a model home. So you go feel it, you go touch it, then you get it. So all your steel needs, you want Community Steel Company. Jake, give them the number. 225-647-2020. And remember, you're talking to somebody local. They're going to pick up the phone. They're in that building that T-Bob's talking about when they answer the phone. 225-647-2020. Our listeners fire up their opinions on the gymsfirearms.net hotline at 499-104. All-Star Toyota presents Off the Bench with Hester and T-Bob, ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, and 1130 The Tiger. Yo, what's happening, y'all? Welcome back to OTB. T-Bob, Jake, Mario, and Taylor hanging out with you today. Week zero overreactions. Notre Dame is a playoff team. <laughs> Will make the playoff. The Notre Dame defense... Holding Navy to just 169 total yards. A far cry from last year where they jumped out to a 35-13 lead only to barely hang on. 35-28. You know Marcus Freeman is going to have that defense playing well. Now Hartman's fixed the offense. One of the big kind of uh, push-or-pull games that's going to decide their fate is coming up in Week 6 against USC. Mm-hmm. Got to feel like Notre Dame's going to smash that now after what you just witnessed. Notre Dame, legit playoff team? Yes? No? You got Isaiah Foskey out here getting sacks? <laughs> Feels like a good weekend for the Irish. Uh, sure. Uh, but no, all jokes aside, like they're already 13th. And exactly. They've got, look, they have, again, they have options now offensively. They didn't have that last year. I mean, Pine was their quarterback for a majority of the year. He goes to Arizona State, gets beat out by a true freshman. Buckner goes to Alabama, and I don't think he's going to win that job. This is by far the best quarterback that's been there in a long time, going back to our conversation last segment. It opens things up. Sam Hartman can do things those guys just could not do. And again, if they want to, they can go back to the style that they ran a year ago because they still have those pieces as well. And so they're going to have the opportunity. They played three, six, and nine in the preseason polls. If they go 11 and and one, if they go 11 and one, they will make the playoffs. with Sam Hartman, I, I tend to agree, depending on unless something crazy happened in the Big Ten. If you had Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, a combination of that. If you had LSU, Georgia, and the SEC, and they had one loss, then maybe a different conversation. But if things play out like they normally do, mm-hmm. yes, a one-loss Notre Dame absolutely gets in. Um, Marcus I mean, Freeman. Is are we going to talk about Vanderbilt? Marcus Freeman's your lead coach, true or false? And then Vanderbilt. Well, elite. I got. I think good. Top three coach in the country to me. Oh, God. I mean, look at Saturday, dude. Uh, I mean, as far as, like, handsomeness, probably. Well, easily there. But, no. He's, he's number he's, one there. He's a good coach. I can't give him great just yet. Our he's elite. number one, and him and Hartman make up the best-looking coach-quarterback <laughs> combo in the there entire you go. country. It's not even close. There you go. Um, all right. Vandy, getting it done. Dub, 35-28 over Hawaii. Great job by the doors. Holding it down at home. 
Uh, this is a game that I actually did not get to watch, unfortunately. Uh, well, I had a, a lightning delay for, gosh, it, feel like, it felt like an hour. It might have been, not been an hour. Uh, gosh, it did the stadium. Oof. They had the scoreboard up on two cranes holding it up. It's like, like a it, makeshift. Uh, and look, uh, cranes, you don't say. In Nashville. Nashville. Couldn't be. But look, they're growing, okay? They're growing finally there. And Vanderbilt crushed Hawaii last year. And when you watch this one, the thing that's troublesome to me is one, Hawaii kind of went back to, hey, we're just we're, we're going to throw it all over the place. But Vanderbilt not being able to run the ball. And Ray Davis was their guy last year. He's now Kentucky's guy. And they could not – they ran the ball 26 times, T, for 1.5 yards a carry. Mm-hmm. Nowhere to go but up. You can't do that against Hawaii. Uh, that That is not going to get it done. And – your guy, who was a thousand-yard rusher, who was a really good player, I think the rest of the SEC, we've been trying to tell you how good Devin Leary was and how good Ray Davis was, and I think this is a perfect example of how good Ray Davis is. Huh. Um, so, do you feel better or worse about Vanderbilt exiting this game? Worse. Sounds like you feel worse because of the rushing attack alone. I do. I feel mm-hmm. worse about it. We just need three more, though. What about Hawaii? They, I mean, what's the kind of expectations? What's their over under win total actually? Uh, I think it's I think five and a half. Yeah, that's an encouraging performance for them. And no, Timmy it Chang. is. They almost won onside kick at the end, but your boy yeah, was I out know. of bounds. I know. Oof. Shout out Timmy Chang. We needed this one to yeah. get to four boys. Sam Harmon, the best quarterback since Timmy Chang in the NCAA, easily. All right, we Do got you weekend, even call Brennan? Uh, we got weekend winners and uh, Caroline Fenton coming up in hour number two. So keep it locked right here on OTV. Off the bench with Hester and T-Bob. Shout out Rejuvemy Medical. Saw Renato. Now firmly on the Rejuvemy Medical team. He was talking about his own journey with HRT. Uh, look, maybe HRT's for you, okay? And again, that's a young former professional athlete that I'm talking about there. Like there's no shame in it, right? Uh Maybe you have high T, maybe you have low T, but the point is whatever your body needs, wherever it's aging, why not fight it? Why not fix it? Like Why just let it do it? Be, be your best self. Maximize your potential with Rejuvenate Medical. And they have a ton of different services that they offer that can get you there. The bottom line is go meet them, go get a consultation, draw your lab, see exactly where your body's efficient, and let them customize a plan for you. RejuvenateMedical.com. Go to the website and get a consultation set up because like T-Bob said, there's a lot of different things that could be going on with you and you don't know until you get to the bottom of it. And so that consultation is set up there for you to help you out. Again, top right corner of the website, rejuvemeatmedical.com. Quality Side simply wants to supply you with the healthiest weed and pest-free, easiest to install.